Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome to the GAR Capital official podcast. My name is Carlos Garcia. I'm the founder and CEO of GAR Capital. Thanks for stopping by this week or weekend. I hope everyone's having a great weekend. And it's time for another episode of our podcast. Uh, Today's episode will be just market recap. We're going to recap the market. We're going to preview the week and see what's going to go on and what we're looking for and what we've seen and what to expect. Uh, So we can make the best moves, the most profitable moves to go on with our week and keep doing what we're doing. Just making profits, taking names, killing it. Uh, Special shout out to all of our followers and subscribers. Thank you so much for supporting us in all of our endeavors. We really do appreciate it um, and everything you guys do. Uh, Thank you so much for every like, for every comment, every share, every shout out, every subscription, uh, everything. We just appreciate you guys. Uh, uh, unlimited gratitude for everybody who is a part of the GAR Capital family. We really appreciate you being part of our team. And with that being said, let's get started with the week. So, boy, does this bull market ever end? <laughs> what can stop this bull market? That's kind of been the, you know, the tale that we've been talking about for a while now. So now I'm going to go and bring up CNN Money so we can go ahead and kind of go over for the week how everything went. Uh, I want to bring up the Dow Jones Industrial Average for the week. Uh, so far, year to date, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is up to 2.5% for the week. Uh, 52, a one-year change of 21% and a five-day change of three and a quarter. So again, Dow Jones, blue chip stocks, still great all around, still strong. Um, you know, a couple of laggards here and there, Procter & Gamble, Walmart laggard, which is one of our top 10 stocks. McDonald's, one of our top 10 stocks, down 8%. Uh, for the year, again, we're still holding. Nothing has changed. I mean, it's just a couple of laggards. Microsoft, Intel, again, the techs have just been on fire. The tech companies, the industrials, um, Boeing, 20%. Even with this tariff talk, nothing has changed. Uh, Caterpillar basically in the green now for the week. Um, Apple up 6% for the year. Goldman Sachs, financial strong. IBM, tech company, strong. Uh, the, the, the laggards have been energy, as you know, energy, ExxonMobil, uh, then you, of course, General Electric, the falling knife that is General Electric, just watching that. Um, again, the markets in general have been very strong. And now you're starting to see a lot of things have changed. Um, now, again, the protectionist policies of the president adding tariffs, but again, kind of softened the stance by saying that Mexico and Canada are exempt from this. So again, what does that mean for our Asian partners overseas, uh, our Asian trade partners like a Japan, like a China? What does that mean for them? Again, more exemptions can come in place. So again, a lot of headlines that came today, the steel tariff, the aluminum tariff, number one, and the resignation of Gary Cohn. Gary Cohn resigning uh, his post as uh, chief economic advisor, a former Goldman Sachs uh, employee or executive, excuse me, not employee. Well, you would think that would change markets, obviously, because he seems to be the smartest man in the room in regards to economics. And the Trump economic policy has been front and center as the main reason he got elected or the main reason that, uh, you know, the Make America Great Again slogan came about was that, uh, you know, a stronger stock market all around in a fundamental sense. Now, whether your opinion uh, about the president politically is irrelevant here. I mean, it, it, it is fact that the stock market has rose under his, under his, uh, under his presidency. Uh, non-farm payroll report has been absolutely, uh, was crushed, well, crushed it. And the non-farm payroll report was a strong catalyst to boost the market. And the Dow Jones closed on Friday up 440 points. And you see here the NASDAQ closed at a record, 7560. 8,000 is almost in play here. I mean, 
we're not that far off. Russell 2000, almost at 1600. Dow, uh, S&P 500, 2800, nearly right there. Again, you're starting to see the bull market just keep going. Nothing, no matter what has happened, no matter what uh, FBI probe, uh, adult film star, um, adult film star Stormy Daniels, uh, the issue with the affair and the, the, the hush money for the lawyer. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's easy to say now that Donald Trump is the Teflon president, just like Ronald Reagan before him, that nothing could touch him. It really no, no controversy has hit in regards to the market. I mean, the market has just shown a, a supreme confidence in his administration and in these companies to just keep growing. Um, Look at the jobs reports, wages, just strong, strong, strong off the off the rip. Uh, we can look, look here at uh, CNBC now, and I can get you that number here, uh, you know, how we closed up and everything. But the Dow, I want to see exactly, okay, here we go, breaking, uh, 313,000 jobs added in February versus 200,000 estimate. That's, I mean, that's pretty strong, very strong. And you can see here, employment rate at 4.1%. I mean, we were expecting 4.0. But again, it's it, you know such a splitting hair thing here. But this jobs report was just the catalyst to just soar the market. Um, you know, it just just keeps pushing and pushing and pushing. I mean, what more can you say about this about this economy? Uh, you just have to ride the bull wave. You have to ride the market up. And uh, looking at stocks again, I'm going to take a look here at uh, Dow Mini Dow uh, futures. Let's go ahead and bring up that uh, that chart. Excuse me. You're going to see just a vertical chart here. I mean, you could just see here on an hourly. Let's go ahead and bring it up here on a daily chart so we can kind of look at long term. You could just see just a vertical move. Unreal. Now, again, um, looking closer here at this mark here, we're, I can add a little bit of an alert here at 2,500, 2,500 on the futures. And, we you know, support has been kind of hit here. But, again, respected. But we're seeing on the trend up. This is just a chart, again. Nothing is confirmed, obviously. But 2,500 will be my next alert up for the leg up. So I'm going to go ahead and add an alert here at 25.5. Oops, see if I can add an alert here at 25.5. 25.570 is fine. Right here we have the alert. So again, if we can break that, again, I'm going to go ahead and target 26.684 on the futures mark. Uh, that would be the next high. Um, again, just a bullish run. You could see here, just a straight vertical uh, line up. Uh, there's nothing really more to could discuss here in the Dow futures. Uh, let's take a look at E-mini futures. Again, we're still bullish on the market at the end of the day. I, I mean, there's nothing that can stop it. I mean, and now we have North Korea talking about peace talks or stopping their nuclear uh, ambitions with South Korea and the United States. I mean, it, it's absolutely unreal. The catalyst that's going to keep pushing this market up. I mean, is it a party without end? No idea. But I can just tell you this, that, you know, it really doesn't matter. We're just going to keep riding the wave. Uh, adding some channels here again. Uh, 2812, I would say 2825, I would add a, a alert here, you can write this down, 2825, if we could break that mark, definitely go to the upside, 2870 would be the next target, but I would like 2900, obviously, so again, I want to have the market at 2825 so we can hit 2900, 3000 would be amazing, 3000 is actually our call for end of the year for e-mini futures, uh, let's take a look at NASDAQ, I mean, the tech-heavy Nasdaq has just been an absolute tear, on a tear. Uh, 7124 is the Nasdaq on the future side. Again, another vertical lineup. Looking at the channel here, looking here around support levels, we can kind of put it here, kind of spitball it here. 7129 already broken. 
Um, I want to go ahead and make sure that we can have maybe a 7150 mark, maybe broken, and see if we can continue this movement to the upside and then target 7200. Uh, 7200 would be great. I'd like 8000, but on, on the NASDAQ, remember the NASDAQ and the NASDAQ features are completely different. They're not exactly the same. 7560, 7129, you can see the difference in points. Uh, still targeting 8000 for the NASDAQ by end of the year, and we're only in middle of March. Uh, absolutely uh, just insane bullish moves. Just, just great all around. If you're a bullish trader and you're an investor, you're just making tons and tons of cash right now, and you should absolutely be thrilled. So again, these are the stocks we're looking at. I mean, we're looking at just indexes right now, indices. Ma major things that we're, we're concentrating on is indices and how much they can rise. Now again, if you're trading the Dow futures, if you're trading the S&P futures, you know you got to take a look at Apple. Apple is very key here. I have a mark here at 181. We're nearing the all-time high of 180.62. 181 hits. Again, we could probably get some short squeezes, meaning the shorts are going to get squeezed out here. Looking at the options uh, charts here on Apple, on a short term, you could just see all the bullish bets on this side. Not very much bearish bets, but a lot of bullish bets. A lot of, look at the 37,000 volume on the 180s for March 16th into this week. If we want to take a look at longer term options, uh, we could take a look here at April's, April 6th. Again, very strong tells here, 185s. I want to take a look here at the April's and see if maybe we have any 200 calls. Let's see. 200 calls. Yep, absolutely. 16,000 open interest on some 200 calls for July. So I want to see maybe by end of the year, do we have any 200 calls? No, too far out. Um, again, open interest is there, but volume isn't. But again, that's to be expected since it's just short term. Uh, look at the 180s for May, 5,000, 3,000, 5,000. So 190s, again, not seeing a lot on the bear on the bear side. Again, on the short side, a lot of buy side calls here, a lot of buy side movement. So again, that gives us that tell that Apple is going to be very strong. And again, it's so heavily weighted on the Dow and the S&P and the NASDAQ since it's the largest company by market cap. That is the barometer. We want to see that. We want to see exactly how much can Apple go. Again, if Apple can hit 200, oh boy, all bets are off. But again, that's a lot of market cap to hit. I think we would probably get closer to the 1 trillion market cap, which would be the first company in the history of the world to hit a $1 trillion market cap for a stock. So with that being said, another thing that I really want to look at with you guys is oil. Oil has been just zigzagging here on a daily here. If you could see, uh, just oh, let me go ahead if I could bring it back. Sorry about that, guys. So you can bring up a daily chart. You could just see here falling. But again, kind of bearish. I mean, kind of bullish here on the front from the 42s. But again, wet falling wedge here. And you see the channel. Again, just like we uh, always been watching oil every single morning. But again, it's still no man's land right in the middle of the channel. Um, I, I don't want to make any bets here because everything is based on one thing, inventories. Are we getting, this, are we getting the demand? Or are we still just oversupplied? Um, again, $62 a barrel. We've been targeting $65 for a while, and we've hit it in February. Not like we didn't hit it. But again, 70 would be very, very strong for oil energy companies if we can get bounced back. But again, just looking at this uh, oil futures chart, 62, I'm not going to make a move here. Let's go ahead and take a look at the XLE, which is the energy sector spider. And you could just see just the, the drop off here from 78 down to 68, $10 move. I mean, from January. And I mean, we've just been here just range bound uh, around that area. Um, do I want to put money to work here on XLE? No. I, I do want to play a breakout 
break back out to 78. I would love to target 78 to kind of bounce back from the support levels, but I need a break here on 7041. If I can get a create alert here on 7041. Once we break that, absolutely, I'll go ahead and play to 78 or 79. Absolutely. But right now, I'm not putting fresh money to work here. There's no point here to just guess. Again, we could get a breakdown. Since we're middle of this channel here, I'm not going to make this guess here. So again, XLE, CL, you could see the just the, the consistency of the charts in regards to XLE and oil futures. And again, those are just two, two, uh, two symbols now, like the futures contracts and XLE, where I just want to keep my eye on. If there's any other company that I want to take a look here at CVX, which is Chevron, again, sticking with oil. And again, you know, still no man's land. We're still looking at, uh, you know, the channel here. Um, if you could see kind of the XLE and the Chevron is almost kind of a similar, very similar chart. Um, if we could just kind of get a break here, uh, let's say a break of 119.50, then I would definitely buy some calls here. Absolutely. So we can get that back all the way to 134. Uh, we have a lot of room to the upside if we can break that 119.50. So again, it's all based on supply and demand. You're starting to see the charts, the way CVX and XLE is kind of the same, similar. Um, energy has been the laggard, as we've been talking about. If energy is the laggard right now, the one that's been just leading the way has been technology. So we're going to take a look at XRT. Oh, that's XRT. Uh, is it, uh, X, uh, is it tech? I forget the tech ETF. I just, tech ETF. I just totally forgot about it. And I apologize. How embarrassing. Tech ETF. I think get the tech ETF. What is it? Oh man, I XRT is retail. The spider retail. XLK. That's right, XLK. So that's my bad. XLK. So let's take a look at the XLK. <laughs> I gotta start writing down my my uh, spiders. Look at the XLK here. Just just a vertical move up. I mean, it's just absolutely been on fire. I mean, seventy fifty one on the XLK. We usually don't trade the XLK, just a heads up. We usually trade the Qs. The Qs have a little more volume than the XLK. But again, I just wanted to show you this chart. Um, I wouldn't put in any alerts here because I prefer the Qs. Let's, if you want to take for my options traders, XLK. Let's take a look at the options uh, chains. XLK, again, the volume is very weak compared to QQQ, which is very tech heavy. Look how much volume I'm getting here in comparison. You wonder why we don't trade the XLK and you wonder why I forgot the, the darn symbol. So let's take a look at the Qs, guys. Qs is the PowerShares QQQ uh, NASDAQ um, PowerTrust ETF. So again, bullish to the upside. Looking at this channel here, we already have our alerts. Alert here at 174, if you want to go ahead and write that down as well. If we break that 174 mark, I'm definitely going to the breakout side and maybe target about uh, 180. 180 would be a good target. Um, if you want to take a look at the Qs for the week, you know, the 175s are very juicy. 122,000 on the open interest with 37,000 volume. Very, very strong across the board. Uh, again, bullish on tech. Even this uh, this kind of tariff stuff and protectionist policy has not affected tech. Very cash heavy. The only thing I concern about is valuations. But again, that's been a tech issue for a while. Your Netflixes, your Amazons, all those valuations. Netflix with their debt. Again, but again, the main thing that's been driving here, the cues that I've been saying for months now, guys, has been cloud technology. You know, take a look at Red Hat, RHT. Take a look at Adobe. Take a look at Oracle. Take a look at, um, at uh, um, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Salesforce.com. So I want to bring those up. Let's go and bring first one Salesforce.com and just take a look at the chart. Again, vertical chart. You can see what I'm talking about. Salesforce.com, strong cloud play. Let's take a look at Red Hat, new all-time highs. Again, 157.22, vertical chart. I'm telling you guys, cloud-based plays have worked for us. Oracle, 
another one. Again, Oracle has been around for a while, so you can kind of see not as vertical as a Red Hat, not as vertical as a, as a Salesforce.com, but again, bullish, very bullish. Just stick on that channel here. Another one here will be Adobe, new all-time high. Again, 221, look at that difference. I mean, just 100% move, 50% move for the year. I mean, actually, 100% move, almost 100%, like 80% uh, since uh, January, no, excuse me, since last year. Absolutely ridiculous, Adobe. We've been saying Adobe for a while now. It's one of our top 10 stocks. Again, cloud-based play. We've been saying it and been saying it. You need to get in on Adobe and position yourself. Another company uh, for cloud-based play, of course, has been Microsoft. Good old Microsoft. And again, another vertical play. And we've made so much money playing their options. Their options are very liquid because of the volume. So great all around. So looking at the facts here, looking at what we're looking at here, Microsoft on the cloud-based place. Microsoft, Red Hat, uh, CRM, which is salesforce.com, Oracle, and Adobe. Those are your five cloud-based plays. We've been saying it for months now in the morning notes. Guys, you need to position yourself in. It's only going to get stronger. Another S&P, another stock that has just been on fire here, and we've been loving it, has been Square. 16 to, to 53 is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, what a 400% move. And we've been loving it since it, it was 20. Since last year, since it was at $20, we've been loving Square. And we're, I actually am a shareholder of Square. I'm a stockholder. And uh, I'm loving the gains, absolutely. <laughs> but again, you can see how tech has just been pushing and pushing and pushing to the upside. And all that fresh money is coming to work just on tech. Here's the difference here on Square. Square has been very pushing on cryptocurrency. The next company I want to take a look at is PayPal. Again, vertical moves to the upside, another crypto play. Again, if you don't want to buy Bitcoin itself, fine. We'll talk about crypto here in a second. But you can see PayPal and Square, payment processing, crypto, the cash app, all that good stuff. You need to get into these two stocks if you want to play crypto, but yet not own it and still have the diversification of a strong growth company in tech. So take a look at those two. Speaking of cryptocurrency, I want to take a look here at your cryptocurrency. Right now, we had a really big move, 9133 on the on Bitcoin, and you could just see here the downside. Now we're just ranging here on a six-hour chart. It's not a really a great chart, but charting big, uh, charting crypto is kind of pointless, to be honest with you. It's just not going to. It's so volatile. It's not going to fix any pattern. But again, ninety-one thirty-three. I'm a holder in Bitcoin. I am not looking to trade it at all. Again, my price target end of the year is still thirty thousand dollars by end of the year. Again, are we there yet? Absolutely not. But we're gonna. I do believe my call, and I'm holding until we get there. And uh, looking all around here, Bitcoin. I mean, we hit as low as 8,600 and it just bounced back. So a good bit dip buy. What I find very curious about people is that they say, oh, buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip. But yet when the dip comes, they don't buy, which is kind of funny. They don't buy the dip when it's available, but yet I don't understand. But either way, they come in, uh, they freak out when it's down and they get excited when it's up. Guys, again, don't buy when it's up. <laughs> you want to buy cheap, buy low, sell high. That's the key for Bitcoin or any kind of financial asset instrument. 9107, again, guys, if you think it's going to go down and you have weak hands, I've always said, if you're ever freaking out, you need to sell immediately. But again, guys, this is a long-term investment play, which is Bitcoin. You need to understand this is a long-term investment play. Do not be afraid. The next thing I want to finish up here, guy, at the podcast is uh, we talked about tech and we talked about energy. The other side of the coin here, when we talk about yields, if you see, I talk about bonds a lot, and I talked about this in the last podcast, which is the um, XLF. XLF is the Spider Trust Financial ETF. And you could just see just a vertical chart to the upside. 
And what has di the difference here has been rates. When we bake 3%, guys, I'm telling you, financials will be the biggest beneficiary of this, of higher rates. Financial sector trust, 20, 20, uh, 2970 at the moment. We're ranging here. Oops, excuse me. Let me go ahead and get a support level here. Uh, you can put out the, uh, the resistance level kind of here, breaking out. If we could break the new all-time highs of 3030, I'm going to go ahead and create an alert here. 3030, create an alert right on the top. Once we break that, I'm going to go ahead and play the breakout. Absolutely. But again, the main thing is a 10-year bond. Higher interest rates means higher profitability for these bank companies. So uh, financials, BAC, take a look at BAC. BAC, again, strong. We have an alert. Let's take a look at JP Morgan Chase. Great balance sheet, great executives. I mean, they've just been on fire. I love me some Jamie Dimon. Look at this, just bullish, bullish, bullish. You know, as long as rates are going to go up, you're going to have to play these. Another one, Goldman Sachs. I mean, now the talk was that Lloyd Blankfein, the CEO, was going to leave. He denied that rumor. So, again, all is well with uh, Goldman Sachs at that point. Look at the daily chart. Bullish, again, like to play these. Uh, those would be my two, three favorite plays. If you want to play Europe and you want to play overseas, you could play Citibank, Citigroup. Uh, they've been very strong. But, again, uh, just do it at your own risk. That would be my fourth best uh, financial to play. I would say JPM, number one. Well, XLF, JPM, one and two. Then want to play Goldman Sachs 3 and actually Bank of America 3, Goldman Sachs 4, Citigroup 5. That'd be my five financial plays. So again, you need to put an alert or keep an eye on 3% yields because that's going to be that push to get financials over the hump. Very key. So again, this week coming up, not much in regards to our earnings reports. Just uh, nothing really much going on and nothing really to take a look at. Um, I can, I'm looking at it right now as we speak on my phone and uh, Dick Sporting. It's a very heavy retail um, earnings report. Overstock.com, Ulta, uh, Dollar General, uh, Dick Sporting Goods, DSW. Nothing that's going to set us the world on fire. I mean, the only thing I thought about uh, this weekend was the fact that Toys R Us uh, is maybe liquidating their, their, their whole inventory. So we take a look at Hasbro. Hasbro's a toy maker, and you could just see here, just falling. Uh, we could probably do some puts here, but again, if you want to take a look at Hasbro, just the options are just not there. So unless you want to short the stock yourself, which mm, I, I probably wouldn't, you could just see here, just not enough volume to us to have to play anything with it. Another one is Mattel. Mattel makes up Barbie and, and Hot Wheels. Again, volume is not there. It just isn't. Do they have open interest on some calls? Yeah, but I want to, I want to have good volume. So let's take a look at the chart of Mattel. Again, that's a play on Toys R Us. And again, just falling, falling, falling. Just ugly. But again, there's not enough volume to us to play. So again, sit on your hands on this one, guys. Nothing really much to play. So to, just to reiterate, again, the cloud blaze, please. Financials, energy to see the catalyst. We want to take a look at, of course, the financials as well. So financials, tech, and energy, the three sectors I'm always looking for. If we get a bounce in energy, that's just going to push the market even higher. Um, again, don't make any moves until you put your alerts, guys. As always, keep proper risk management, as always. And uh, make sure that uh, you stay patient and stay disciplined to your trading plan. You know your trading plan. Again, you trade how you how you prefer and how you like. Uh, thank you so much again for joining us in our podcast. That's our week in review. Uh, no real other catalyst other than that for stocks. But uh, we'll catch you for next week and uh, go from there, guys. Have a great week. Let's make it a profitable week. Uh, I believe it's the second week of March, second full week of March. 
We had a good farm pay, non-farm payroll report to just push the market higher. I do believe we're going to open very, very strong um, on Monday. And we just want to continue to ride that bull wave, guys. At the end of the day, just ride the wave, whichever it goes. So uh, we'll leave it at that. Have a great weekend again, guys. My name is Carlos Garcia, the founder and CEO of GAR Capital. Make sure to follow us or subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, which is, this here is going to be simulcast. Number two, follow us on Apple Podcasts or Apple iTunes. And number three, follow us on Anchor, which is our podcast host. Appreciate you guys, as always. Your humble uh, host, CEO, and founder, Carlos Garcia. Again, signing out. We'll catch you for the morning note on Monday, 8.45 Eastern Standard Time. Have a great trading week, guys. We'll see you next time.